0: October 2019
1: And of course September since we kind of missed that But yep. this is Danny, one of your guest hosts And then Alex, the main host Yep. We're going to be talking about uh, Halloween
0: special
1: Halloween special, yes um, Alright And let me move the mic towards you now Okay, thank you Alright, so the first
0: thing we're going to talk about Is factor fiction Man-eating tree of Madagascar Now let me start it off this way, that is it fact or fiction? Do you know any legends Man or stories eating trees. about the man-eating tree? Man-eating? Uh,
1: I've never heard of any man-eating trees, but I, 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 I wouldn't doubt there is one, but I wouldn't say there would be one. because. Okay, I
0: like that. Un- uncertainty, yeah. uncertainty. The first thing we have to look at when we look at carnivorous plants is that carnivorous plants grow in areas that are very nutrient poor. And most trees need a lot of nutrients to grow to any respectable size. So the largest, in theory, the largest carnivorous plant species is an appendix pitcher plant. Forget the scientific name of this exact one, there's over 160 species, bear with me. But it can eat rats and small rodents. Okay, so it's but that's the biggest. Man yeah, eating it's not one. a man-eating tree, but it is a vine that grows in Southeast Asia, Borneo, endemic to those areas, and it does grow big enough to eat
1: rodents. Oh wow! So like guinea now, pigs? Yeah,
0: guinea pigs, tree shrews, okay. little rodents, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. But the man-eating tree is a true, isn't a true, as far as the story goes. But it is an actual myth. People have made up stories about hunter-gatherer tribes and the the relics from the Stone Age that offer maidens to a man-eating tree in Madagascar. Wow. But it was all just a story to scare people. Got it. It wasn't an actual, real story that um was really but they didn't know that at the time so they sent explorers to madagascar they found a lot of cool stuff but they didn't find a man-eating tree yes okay so um and then there's some some stories in africa that take place of pretty much the same thing they say the tree has an eye also known as the third eye or whatever and tree can grab victims with spiny branches but oh, wow. again that is a myth it's not actually real got it how to set up an appendix terrarium i'm actually in the process of doing this I'm going to get my big fish tank from my garage and set up an appendix terrarium. Now, the appendix are pitcher plants from Southeast Asia and Borneo. I have to pick a smaller species, one that has ground pictures or one that doesn't get to be too large. And then I have to cut it back when it starts to vine. And I have to get strong light. I have to get T5 spectrum lighting, four, four foot bulbs. Well, four two-foot bulbs of T5 spectrum lighting, which is going to cost about 180 bucks. I wow. found it on Eco Garden, Eco Garden, uh hydroponic store. I'm going to get that next week when I get paid. Right now, I'm broke. I don't have any money, but I will get it when I get paid next week. Now, what you do is basically you set up the lights. Then you set up a substrate of sphagnum moss, and you put their pots in the sphagnum moss. And then you set up a little humidity system which sprays distilled water, not tap water. Can you pause it? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. You take distilled water, you put it in a reservoir, you take this little, um, this little kit that you can buy again it costs another one hundred and thirty-one forty dollars, and you set it up, and it goes inside the tank and sprays a humid mist and it makes it the humidity very um, high, which brings to a fact of the matter that there are highland Nepenthes and there are lowland Nepenthes. Now highland Nepenthes require warm days but cold nights, cool nights. But lowlands require hot days and warm nights, so the lowlands are easier to care for, but there's not as many types of lowlands as there are highlands. I'm going to grow lowland Nepenthes because lowlands are easier to grow. They're not so demanding and far off cold, although the house is kind of cold right now. It's not going to stay that way. We're going to get the um, air conditioning vents removed and turn on central heating, and that is going to make it very warm for a a highland pitcher plant. And then what you do is you put them in the, the terrarium. You don't take them out of their pots. You put the pots in with the substrate, you put the light on them, you put the humidity, and then there's also a heat pad that stimulates heat Mm -hmm. and then you put a humidity and temperature gauge on the outside so you can always verify how warm and humid it is yeah and then you have little openings so that it doesn't fog over and become so cloudy you can't see it you might need a fan you might not i work at a computer recycling business so i can probably get a fan if i need to yeah um but that's how to set up a Nepenthes tree you can send you can grow ampullaria hybrids like hurricane red or lime green or different Nepenthes ampullaria hybrids but you want to kind of stay away from the bigger lowlands because they will outgrow the setup and then you'll have a huge plant that you have to get rid of and that's not something you want either so this is um Our next topic is the biology and conservation of Venus flytraps, kinds of Venus flytraps and their cultivation. Did you know that there are more than one or two types of Venus flytraps, not actual species but cultivars?
1: No, I did not.
0: Yeah, there's some with really deformed traps that look like aliens. Some of them are bright red. Some of them are orange. Some of them have little teeth. Some of them really long teeth. Some of them have more than one trap on one leaf. Some of them have mutated, like I said, mutated form traps that look really weird. And some of them are jumbo. Like I have one called ginormous that's supposed to get trapped up to two inches in length. Hmm. Interesting. Now, another thing about Venus flytraps is that they flower. Did you know that? That I did. Yeah. They do have a little flower, a little white flower on top of a stalk. When you see that flower starting, you want to cut it off because it drains energy from the plant. Unless you're making seed, you want to cut the flower stalk off and just grow its traps. But you can take the flower stalk and make new plants out of it if you lay it on wet sphagnum moss and cover the ends new traps will grow and you can get more of them whether or not you can clone a cultivar using that method I don't know but I do know that you can definitely grow a new Venus slide trap that way yeah um The biology of Venus traps, they grow in wet areas, in bogs in the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina, by Cape Fear, that area, a little hundred mile stretch, that's where they're native to. They're getting rarer, they're dying out because people are developing the area, they're digging them up, they're destroying the habitat, it's world over. And they need a dormancy period. They need to go to sleep every winter. A lot of people don't know that when they grow Venus flytraps. They have a dormancy period that can last up to five months.
1: Hmm. So sort of like a hibernation. Yeah, hibernation, yep.
0: Yeah, okay. Sort of like a hibernation, yep. And they're pretty easy to cultivate, actually. you just In the summertime, you put them in pots. With very, very low nutrient soil. The lower the better. Usually peat or sphagnum is good. You want to buy special Venus flytrap soil. You don't want to use potting soil in the store. You want to use special carnivore mix for them. And you would just put them in their pots in water, distilled water, like I have it on my porch and they would grow outside and catch their own bugs. You can feed them bugs every now and then if you like, but they can do just fine catching their own bugs and they like light, they like lots and lots of sun, like to be blasted with sun. And then when the winter comes, you take them out of their container, put them, spray them down with a, um. With a fungicide, I'd probably want to wear a glove when I do it so I don't get it on my hands, but yes. spray it with a the fungicide. Then you put them in sphagnum moss, and you put them in a bag, and then you put that baggie in the refrigerator because our winters are just too brutal for these yeah. Most carnivorous plants can't grow in Minnesota year-round, but there are a few Saracena pupillarias that can grow up north in Canada, and there are a few... Um, Gosh, there are a few sundews that might be able to be okay, some temperate ones, but even they don't really require winters that are 50 below wind chill. Yes, correct. So that's just too much. Yeah. So you'd want to put them in the refrigerator. Now, another thing about cultivating Venus flytraps is they don't like hamburger meat. You don't want to give them hamburger meat. You don't want to give them uh, just... Any old meat, you want to give them bugs, insects, live insects. It says that stimulates the trap to shut. That helps them realize there's a bug and then they eat. And if you feed them hamburger, it's they don't get the same kind of nutrients that they would from a bug. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think it's cool, but doesn't really work that way. I mean, they'll lead it, but they don't get stimulated right and they don't end up, you know, digesting it right. Okay, then now last, any other questions?
1: No, I, the only thing was, like I was telling you earlier, that I've always seen like the Super Mario Brothers versions of those plants coming out of the sewers or whatever. And, yeah. And and then the, like, the ones that, uh, that are on like those science fiction things where they go into the jungle and they just, It's like a prehistoric Venus flytrap that eats people and Yeah, that's kind of the
0: media of Venus flytraps. The biggest they can get is about two inches, which is about the size enough to eat a small frog. Yeah. But that's really extreme. Most Venus flytraps only grow to be about an inch to an inch and a half wide traps. Okay. They stay pretty tiny. In fact, a lot of people would think they would do well in a terrarium. But the actual fact is, they need a dormancy so bad that if they don't get that dormancy, they die. Yeah. So it's just better to not have them in a terrarium unless you take them out for winter.
1: Correct, yeah.
0: So, my last and most interesting topic how to grow bat flowers in Dracula orchids, not for the faint novice. These plants are very advanced, um, bat flowers specifically. Um, bat flowers come from China.
1: Bat flowers and Dracula orchids?
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. not Dracula orchids. Dracula orchids come from other areas
1: of the world. Okay, so why such a Halloween ish name? Like a bat flower and.
0: Um, because they're black, actually. They look black. like okay. bats they're black oh, wow. and they have like petals that look like wings and oh, they have a cool. gothic like lacy gown that hangs down there's the gray bath the white bat flower and the black bath flower oh, cool. and they look like you know what a spathurium or peace lily is right yeah yeah they kind of have that growth habit of a peace lily okay. but they have a really unusual flower you'd have to see to believe uh, probably when we're done doing the podcast, I will show you what they look like.
1: And uh, for those of you listening, I will put a link to the a picture of them in the description so you can also see what the tri- the, bat flower, say? Looks the like. bat flower looks like. Yeah. So, yeah, there's um, I will white put a link bat in, plant in the description.
0: The back plant. And the black one is a little bit smaller, and the white one's a little bit bigger. The white one can get six to seven feet. Okay. And the black one can get three to four feet. And they get pretty good size. They need very high humidity, like eighty to ninety percent.
1: So they'd be relative. better to be grown like in the south. In a hot house, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But
0: not necessarily the south, they like a little cooler, a little warmer, maybe in the eighties, seventies at all times. Okay. Got it. They like lots of fertilizer, lots of water, then they go dormant to a little bit, but not as extreme as a Okay.
2: Um
0: just the humidity needs would make people sick. Yeah. If you grew bat flowers in your house, either you would get sick or the bat flower would get sick. Now, Dracula orchids have the opposite problem. They will actually melt in warm rooms. Oh, wow. So people who grow them for, like, orchid shows and stuff have to be really careful when they display them because I have been told that they will actually melt in room temperature conditions. Like oh, wow. the Wicked Witch of the West, they'll literally melt. Oh wow! They need cool temperatures between fifty and sixty degrees, with high humidity and cloud forest conditions. Wow! So they're just they're just better off in a specialized hot house, specialized cool room or greenhouse, and not really in a public
1: house plant's hands.
0: I mean, as cool as they look, and I will show yeah. you a picture of Dracula orchids,
1: and I will also include that in the description. Now there are probably
0: at least a couple of dozen varieties of Dracula orchids, so we probably won't see them all. But I will show you guys some pictures of Dracula orchids and some pictures of bat flowers. I'll go do that right now.
1: Oh well, yeah, you guys won't see it. I will, but like I said, I will find some similar online, and I will show you. That I will. Um, link the picture to the description.
0: Let's see. Well, let's see. Wait now.
2: there you go. Black, black, bat flower. Images. Here we go.
1: All right. Let me see if I can find one that I can send to myself. Huh. Oh, Those wow. Bat that flowers. is amazing. Yeah, I told you. It actually looks like a bat.
0: Like... Yeah, I told you with the wings, the petals look like wings.
2: All right, that one I can share. Let's see if I can do. No, that's like, I like can format. All right, share. Gmail. Are you signed in? Yeah, you are. Yep. Okay. Good. All right. Let's go back to back here. Where do the? Oh, it just went to email. Okay. Um, oh dang it! Where did the picture go?
0: Bat flow. Look up bat flow.
2: Uh, Dang
0: it. How about if I send you it? Yeah,
2: send me me the link and hold on. I could try. I might be able to do something. Bat. Flower. Flower. Alright. Alright, go here. Let's do. Gmail. Let me copy the link, which is weird. Okay. Let's see here. Let me just click on the image and then maybe go to the... Let's go there. All right. You can write it down here. Come on. I can look it up. here. Later. Go to share. Go to Bluetooth. Turn on.
0: Sorry for being boring, but we're just. Sorry out. about that, yeah. guys.
1: But we're sending. Uh, he's. We're trying to get the pictures to be sent to. At uh, least the, or the daily link. Daily. Let's, that's taking too long. Let's see here.
2: Uh, how do you go to view? All right. There you go. So. Share. Uh, get link copy copy all right let me go to gmail go here respond reply
1: got the bat flower, now we're gonna look up the- uh, Dracula orchid. Dracula orchids, so. Yeah, that bat flower, it it looks like a bat and it has like these, um, uh, what do you call these? not petals but like things that look like the legs are like it looked really cool you'll see the image on the description but um the uh the bat flower was really it, it almost it, just, it looks like a bat it's really amazing
0: and this is Dracula it's
1: oh wow it almost looks like a dragon holy crap that's amazing
0: Yep, this is Dracula Kids, they look, there's hundreds of different species.
2: Okay. I think I've seen one of these way long time ago. Yeah, yeah
0: they're not easy to grow, so the bees are best left to the experts.
2: Yeah, alright, let's go here. View image. And go here. Copy. Go to Gmail.
1: Go. I said bar flower. (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) bar bar
0: flower. It's (laughs) Dracula orchid, not bar flower. We're not talking about bars. All
2: right. All right. Dracula orchids.
1: Okay. Nice. Send. Alright, so I got the links for you guys, uh, and I just got it on my watch. Yay! So, awesome. um, uh, we're gonna cut this down here. We're almost done here, but like I said, um, this is a Halloween special. Um, It's technically going to be September and October's podcast. Uh, I was busy with my brother's wedding uh, this September, and it's just been super busy and haven't been able to do a September podcast. So this one will be merged into the October as well. Um, We might do an earlier, like a closer to Halloween podcast. It probably won't be. uh, We'll kind of do a little special Halloween special, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, it might be either slightly before or slightly after, but as my work schedule goes, it varies. Um, so everybody, um, you have a wonderful October. Hope you had a marvelous September. I will add those links on the description so you can see exactly what these flowers look like. Um, like I said, the bat flower looks like a bat. And the Dracula flower, is an am- the Dracula orchid is just amazing. Um, it's beautiful. They have many different colors. I'm sending you a black one, um, but um, there's many different colors. You could also, when you look at the link, it, I'm sure we'll have similar searches, and you can look at other Dracula orchids as well. Um, but we're going to sign it off here. Um, everybody have a wonderful day and a wonderful month, and we'll see you at the end of the month. Hope Bye.